Hi, this is Tom Darling, your host for Conversations with Classic Boats, the podcast that talks to boats. Back in 2020, in episode three, we jumped into the middle of the fastest growing pandemic sailing, model yachting. In August 2020, a group of Nantucket sailors pulled off the first annual radio sailing regatta. It was a huge hit and the hottest competition in Nantucket Race Week. I wanted to do a sequel. My idea was to investigate a whole new season for radio sailing. And in three locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, I found it. RC sailing in winter. Model yachting. A la mode. Radio sailing frostbiting. And right on the heels of episode 18 and 19, on the oldest format for winter sailing, featured in Icy Classic, 88 Years of Winter Sailing at Larchmont Yacht Club, we will take you on a tour of the newest format for radio-controlled sailing in bay, pool, and pond, with hot coffee and earmuffs. I had a terrible time trying to decide on the title for this episode 20. Should it be Model Classic, Frostbiting the RC Way, or The Model in Winter, Radio Sailing Goes Frostbiting? Or my eventual compromise choice, Model Classic 2.0, Radio Sailing Goes Frostbiting. Now, I know I can trust you, the subscribing listeners, to come up with your own take on the title. So just send it to me at tcdforsale2 at gmail.com, and we'll reveal them attributed, if you like, in the March podcast. Now, let me lay out our winter radio sailing road trip. At Raritan Yacht Club in Perth Amboy, New Jersey, a hardy group of summertime big boat sailors raced their RC lasers, a cunning replica of the late Bruce Kirby's dingering masterpiece, off their docks in Raritan Bay. Ann Meyer, former Commodore at this the oldest yacht club, 1865, in the state, will entertain us with the history of her fleet, which sponsors such clever regattas as the Cold Turkey and the Frozen Digit. And after a little history lesson, now we, you know we can't get along without a little boat history, can we? We'll turn to Nick Mortku, co-editor of the Model Yachting Magazine, who transports us to a unique location in the Poconos that lays claim to the RC title, World Indoor Champions. And we'll finish up with a trip to my alma mater, Princeton, situated and saturated in central New Jersey and see what the Tiger Sailing Team is doing with the sleek and speedy Dragonflight DF-95. That same boat that launched a dozen Nantucket radio sailing skippers, it seems like ages ago, in August of 2020. So our first guest on the podcast, Ann Meyer, was the third female Commodore of Raritan Yacht Club, and a driving force for that club's offshore sailing. Anne is a devoted J-105 racer with her husband, Gary, the first Sandy Hook station head for Storm Trisel Club, and a dedicated volunteer for the Intercollegiate Sailing Offshore Regatta in October, which is how I met her. And most important, Anna is a founding skipper of the Raritan RC Laser Fleet, a fleet now pushing 30 boats, breaking through that Raritan Bay ice and the midwinter blues, with a racing season from October through April. Quick aside, 
An RC laser is a 27-year-old design of a John Emila, a former Rhode Island School of Design grad with a passion for model yachts, who tired of lugging around 90-pound model boats made of wood and lead. He got the idea to adapt his favorite laser to model yachting specifications. John went to the late Bruce Kirby, who was skeptical but intrigued, thinking how could this be done. And with tweaks to the rudder size, an addition of a substantial bulbed fin keel tested with modeling clay, the RC laser, 40 inches, about 6 pounds, emerged. See the gallery for episode 20 for pictures of the boat in fall and winter sailing at Raritan. And notice that winter ice. Surviving the inevitable mishaps of multiple builders in the U.S. and Asia, with war stories too long to tell here, the RC laser became affectionately known by its owners as, quote, the boat in the bag, unquote. The hull, appendages, radios, and sails all fit into a custom-carrying bag that you put over your shoulder. The design is pushing 10,000 boats across 100 fleets in the U.S. It's known for its simplicity, a set of sails and rigs that cover wind ranges from 0 to 35 knots, and overall durability. It hits docks and other boats with seeming impunity. The Raritan fleet invited me to their cold turkey regatta, appropriate for a race Saturday after Thanksgiving. Truth be told, my radio sailing experience is limited, and my last place finish for the day confirmed it. True, the RC laser seems simple. Assembly takes 20 minutes, no diagrams, to stick on the mast with the sail, mount the rudder, attach the main sheet with a fishing clip, check the batteries. Sounds easy, right? Except sailing it. But enough about me. Let's hear from Anne. How old is the activity in Raritan? When did it start? Um, it started two years ago, so it's really pretty new. Wow. Maybe wow. three, maybe we're on our third year. Okay. But yeah. So it's 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 essentially a pandemic activity, right? I mean, the majority of it's been done during the pandemic. Well, I guess we the majority of it has. Yeah. We started um we must have started in in 2000 like 19? late 2018 yep. into 2019. We yep. were going we started going pretty strong where you know right. it went from you know it went from a few boats to uh, you know like 2025 wow wow and where did you get the were they all new boats no um so do you want to hear the story of how how things started at Raritan yacht club with the RC lasers yeah that's a story that's a story that's a story yeah. um, it's a story so my husband um, helped out a friend, uh, uh, Greg Ryan. He was looking for a J10, J105. So Gary went all over the place with him, trying to find him a good J105 to buy. And, uh, and while they were driving someplace, um, Gary had said to him, you know, geez, you know, have you seen these RC lasers? They look pretty cool. He says, he said that, he goes, I'd like to get one someday. Well, as a gift, it showed up on our doorstep, you know, delivered by mail. Greg, you know, <laughs> said thank you. 
said thank you to Gary and and sent him an RC laser. Well, in the Meyer house, there's no way that Gary's going to have something that I don't have that's cool like that. Right. So we immediately ordered an RC laser for me. Okay. So that made two at Raritan. And then uh, Greg bought another, bought one, and there were three. So now, Greg, did, Greg uh, what's He bought one for himself. Okay, okay. Yeah. So now the name of our boat is Magic. All of our boats were Magic. Right. And Magic, because with the America's Cup stuff, sure. Magic was the first boat to defend the America's Cup. Right. So anyway, Gary and I had to really fight it out as to who was going to name their RC laser magic. And Mm -hmm. he he won. And so I had to name it something else. So I did surprise Mm -hmm. after master and commander. Okay. I'm the master and commander. Got it. And, um, but anyway, as time went on and we first started sailing, I kept losing everything. So my boat is, is kind of named supplies instead of surprise okay at at uh the yacht club Got but anyway it. so the three of us sailed a little bit and other people came down and uh saw the boats and then it took off um wow. and mark didino is actually the big big guy that that really got things moving he you know we went down we found a guy that was uh selling used rc lasers okay and a lot of equipment and stuff like that we bought them i bought an extra boat because i kept losing stuff off of mine and uh mark bought a bunch of the boats and we would loan them out or sell them and the fleet just kept growing and growing and growing so that's where we are in a fairly short period of time right a very short period of time you know it didn't take much more than six months for us to build a a good fleet that was out there sailing. So I'm, a, I'm going to assume having sailed very, you know, a little bit at rare thing with your fleet on the J105 with Dennis, only with Dennis, that almost all of those sailors are big boat sailors who this is their winter yeah. activity. Yeah, they're all, they're all uh, big boat sailors. Um, some, some of the uh, members uh, in that have the RC lasers are part of our, borrowed boat program so they don't own a boat themselves but it's a club owned boat like the colgates got it colgate fixes so yeah. you know that gives them or some people are retired and they long, no longer have their boats I so see. they come down and sail um but they everybody sailed a big boat at one point right 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 well you know i went back after my own experience which was humiliating at best, you know, having done that. Because I actually did sail DF-95s in in Nantucket, you know, reasonably well. Uh, but I had a hard time that day in your uh, setting. Maybe it was a lot of wind. Anne was sympathetic to the challenging characteristics of the laser RC. Yeah. there mm. is When there's a lot of wind, um, those boats, submarine, and I have to say, if you're you know, you're, you're just doing it for the first time. I don't know about, you know, unless you're a kid that is very familiar with video games, it's kind of tough to get your thumbs working in the right direction. You know, I sat there even Sunday, I'm sitting there and I supposedly know what I'm doing. 
and I'm doing something with my thumb and I'm, my boat's going the opposite way. I'm going, right. no, no, turn back. Right. You made me feel better when you said that twice your boat had to be rescued because twice my boat had to be rescued. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, my boat was headed for the for New Brunswick, I think, you know, when <laughs> I last saw it. Yeah. Oh, well, this is one of the reasons why they call my boat supplies because mm-hmm. my boat was headed out to uh, Great Beds Lighthouse. Oh, you were going and, that way. Oh, God. Okay. It was not a nice day either to go out and retrieve it. In fact, they couldn't even get the boat to go fast enough. The, I lost my my mainsail. I lost the rudder, everything. The boat just kept going. <laughs> Boy, that's right. That's pretty wild. So, but you have a very extensive, just looking at your website, very extensive program in terms of sailing every Sunday. It looked like almost through the yeah. whole calendar season. Yeah. For the winter. Um, so it's what we're doing, you know, in the winter. We race uh, 10 races a day or each Sunday. Um, there is no weather limit, really, unless it's really bad out. Um, we use a an app called Spond, and that's what, you know, notifies everybody. A notice will go out, like on a Wednesday, you know, who's attending, and you hit yes, no, decline. Oh, that's good. So someone gets an email, and then they respond that they're going to be there or not be there. Yeah. So, you know, kind of who's going to be there. And then if, you know, if the weather's really bad or whatever, you know, then, uh, you know, like Mark or whomever, Paul uh, Sudzak will notify us and and say, hey, look, the weather's great. Come on down. If we're all like on the fence or else they'll say, no, stay home. We're not going to sail today. But pretty much, you know, if it's windy, as long as it's not like storming, we're out there. You know, it's mm-hmm. been cold. There's been so much ice on these boats. Um, yeah, because they're pretty it, low to the water. So ice, well, I would think, would build up on them. Because... Oh, God. All on the bow, all over the sail, on the to the point where it makes the week before the controls were really, you know, they were so slow. Yeah. And, and it was, everybody was having difficulty with it because the main sheet, you know, coming sure. in and out is caked with ice. Yes. So it's not, so it's, it's definitely frostbiting at that's its salt water, And that's saltwater ice. That's not freshwater. Ice. Okay. Yeah. Can you buy whatever you want in sales or is there a limit? I asked. Buy. Oh, there's, there's no sale limit. And basically we all go to the same place to get sales, intensity sales. It's, yep. uh, that's where Island? we bought, bought the boats from you know, on their website. And, um, you know, generally, you know, like the A sale is like the biggest sale. We generally all sail with B sales, but if the wind pipes up, then we drop down to a C. Um, And then there's a D sale, but, you know, I mean. I think I had a D sale. I think I had a D sale that day, as I recall. Yeah. You might've a D or a C. Yeah. which is the smallest. Right. But, um, you know, this whole venture, you can get on the water for basically about $300. And that's with a brand new boat. Wow. But then, but then you start, you know, you start getting your, and that's with a B sale, yeah. which is just a regular sale. And, uh, you know, then you start buying, you know, some additional sales. 
and you buy some, you know, some little fancier equipment or anything and and it can add up, but, uh, okay. you know, bags and, yep. you know. Well, I, I love the uh, sort of nickname for it. They call it the boat in the bag. That's a, that's a boat great in the name. bag. Yep. Yeah, that's a yep. good name. Yeah. But the sales, uh, how much does a sale cost? Because you get the sale with the mast, right? It, it comes in more. In you more. get the sale. Yeah. You get generally, you get the sale with the mast. Um, I, I, I want to say that it's like Gary orders all the sales. Um, I think $30, it's like $50, $28, $30. Okay, yeah. Okay. Not much more than that. 22. Right. So you're getting a little piece of carbon fiber or whatever that is, plus the sale for 30 bucks. Yeah. 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 That's and good. one of the fun things about it is you get to decorate your boat. You know, they come white and yes. uh, you, get, you can get a hole cover and put tape on it. So right now I've got some pretty cool pink stripes on mine on a navy blue hull. And I've got my vineyard vines uh, uh, whale. Yeah. On the sail. Okay. I saw yeah. that. Yep, I saw that. Pretty soon you'll be sponsored. We will expect you to be sponsored. Yeah, be nice. Hello, yeah. Vineyard Vines. Right. <laughs> I'm yep, here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So when you modify the hulls, if they're white, how do you the ones that are colored? How do they color them? There's um. You can buy hull. You know, you can buy a whole wrap, which I did, but you could just get tape. You know, you okay. can buy tape in um, staples for that matter, okay. or, you know, you use electrical tape or something and just what you, you know, whatever, it makes it nicer. Okay. But a lot of us put stickers on it, you know, on the, on the top. Well, and it's a great story, you know, during the pandemic, having a fleet of boats, sail in the morning, have a nice lunch, then go back in the afternoon. You know, it's kind of like cricket. Well, you get home at a reasonable time, but you know, um, so sailing off the dock, you know, right now, well, with no activity there during the day, uh, the seagulls just make a mess out of the dock. So that's that. that, that's yeah. always crappy. And then I'm still waiting for somebody to walk off the dock because, you know, you've got your controls and you're watching, you're doing the controls and you're watching the boat. You're not yes. watching where you're going. I'm just waiting for somebody to step off the dock. I, I think I, that's a logical, yeah. I think that's a real, mm -hmm. um, that's a logical fear. I think that's right. I found well, myself sitting on one of the... Waiting to, I'm waiting to award mm -hmm. the prize winner of that one. <laughs> that's good. That's I hope good. it's not me. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. We loved our ill-fated and humiliating RC sailing at Raritan. And we admire the RC Laser Fleet's extensive sailing instructions, which include the following provisions, which we admire. Point number 24, sportsmanship and Corinthian spirit. I note especially 1424.1, which says, and I quote, remember that we are always in, and now written in capital letters, friendly competition. Unquote. Now that's just the right spirit. Warm, friendly competition in Arctic conditions. I also appreciated getting a copy of the four-sheet cheat sheet entitled, quote, Simple Sailing Strategy, 
that was issued to me before I hit the water. With bold letters, it had two messages on page one. Number one, stay out of trouble. And number two, you must always be planning ahead. Next time, I will write these on my hand and pull off the glove periodically to inspect. And before we turn to our next guide, as promised, just a short refresher course on the history of model yachting. For those of you who recall your late 19th century history, it was called in America the Gilded Age. It's no secret that we're in a new Gilded Age of newfangled devices. In the later Gilded Age, there were two recreational crazes for the average person. One was bicycling. Look where that went. For Orville and Wilbur Wright, bike shop owners in Ohio, voila, flying. For those who might not have been inclined to bike or nervy enough to fly, there was model boating. From the Gilded Age through the Roaring Twenties, there was yachting and there was boating. Yachting was a rich man's sport. Yachtsmen did not deal with models, and it was with the model made by his naval architect for test and demonstration. The more democratic form of boating was known as, quote, miniature yacht sailing, unquote. And it was for everyone. Father and sons built their own boats, be they pond yachts carved out of a spare piece of wood or sophisticated plank on frame beauties designed to the new international rule. They took to water, any water, a pond, a river, a reservoir, any bit of flat water that would float a boat. There were model boat clubs everywhere. Take, for instance, the Central Park Yacht Club, circa 1907, located at 5th Avenue and 73rd Street. The sailing middle class went modeling, miniature yachting. In the 1920s and 30s, my own great uncle designed, drew, and built exquisite scale R-boat class models, bubbles and wave, that are sailable today. Today's RC sailors are in the same vein, hobbyists and sailors having a ball. So before we hear from Nick Mortgu from Model Yachting on his own take of a unique radio sailing event, I want you to hear from our very own unique collaborator and supporter, Omer Coleus, Sailmakers Northeast. Thanks to Condi Barris for participating with us. Take a listen. For over 75 years, UK Sailmakers Northeast has been a full-service sail loft. We make and repair sails for all types of sailboats and all types of sails. From Grand Prix race boats to day sailors and everything in between, we custom make each sail to match where each customer sails, their boat, and their budget. Every new sail comes with our satisfaction guarantee for fit and finish. Better yet, UK Sailmakers Northeast provides concierge service to our customers to maximize the use of their boat. Make UK Sailmakers Northeast your go-to loft. Call 888-UK-SAILMAKERS. Thanks, UK Sailmakers, for participating with us in Conversations with Classic Boats. Our second guest and guide needs a thorough introduction because he has a lot going on. Nick Marku is from South Jersey, Riverton, near Philly, and he married into Boat Builders Royalty, the Lippincott family, builders of innumerable wooden lightnings, comets, and the most imposing of their big brothers, 
the Lippincott Star. Ask any vintage wooden star sailor. Lippincott or Etchells, you choose your weapon. Mystic Seaport Museum has one in their collection. For the last 25 years, Nick has been the Pied Piper of RC Lasers. In 2015, he organized the issue of model yachting that featured the boat with all of the go-fast trips and breathless testimonials that fill any zealous model yachting publication. What Nick introduced to me was a lake and a sports club 99 miles west of New York, 40 miles north of Allentown. A social club called Lake Naomi in the town of Pocono Pines, Pennsylvania, where the equivalent of looking for Puxatawney Phil, seeing his shadow, is matched on Super Bowl Sunday from 7 to 10 a.m. with what they call the World Indoor Championships of Model Yachting. Nick gives the background of how he sees model yachting history and how he got to this wild and crazy event at Lake Naomi. How did the model yachting magazine come together and how did you get involved in it? Well, the model yachting magazine is a publication of the AMYA, which is the national group of model yacht racers. And that's been around since about 1995. And they started the publication small with little mimeograph copies. And it's built into a, a feature magazine, that, as you've seen the copy that I sent you of the RC Laser. Yeah, that's and quite a, every quite a, it's quite a, it's published quite four times a year, and at each time a different boat is featured, and there's 32 different designs of model yacht racing boats. They're all one design. Nick gave his view on how model yachting history came about. You know, there were model boat builders back in the 20s and 30s, but they were freestyle boats. They weren't radio, radio controlled. Yeah, and you know, back in the, at that time, people had a lot of time on their hands. And if they wanted a hobby, they built a model boat. They wanted to take it sailing. And you know what happens? Once the second boat shows up, there's a race. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's, it was, it's no different than what we went through with one design racing um, in the 50s and 60s. And in the late 60s, early 70s, more boats start to be manufactured than fiberglass. So there were different classes. Right. It's the same progression as the what we'll call big boats. We asked Nick about the growth of the RC Laser here in North America. There have been 25,000 built, and they're separated around the world. Uh, they ship from China to different places, Australia, New Zealand, uh, England, France. So in the United States, they started out with a association, which is the... Uh, North American RC Laser. I bet you there's at least over 100 fleets in the United States. Okay. And they can be guys just like the guys up in Newport. Right. They had a few boats. And they get together maybe every Tuesday afternoon. So we right. really don't hear about them until they need something got or it. they want more information. I got it. But it, but you know, one would believe that there were 100 fleets. That, you know, there are probably five to ten at least in each area. So. So somewhere between 500 and 1,000 in, in the U.S. But, but that, as you say, a small number. Oh, I would, no, I would, I, would say, I would say easy. There's probably four or 5,000 in the United States active. Got it. Okay. 
the fleets can run. I mean, I've been to fleets in just about every state know there's a fleet, but I've been to probably 10 or 15 states and know that there's a fleet sailing there or a regular regatta or something that goes on. Now, Nick, we understand that the designer of the RC is actually an artist. Is that true? John O'Malley, designer, he had a love for sailing, and he, I think he was racing marbleheads. And he always wanted to design a boat, and he designed the boat, then went to see Bruce Kirby. Yeah. And they sat down together and made the final design of what they were going to do. They had to make an extended keel and a little bit longer rudder to keep the boat turning. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, you, you raced it. It's just like a full-size laser. Nick, tell us about this event in the Poconos on Super Bowl Sunday. It, it's really a, lo a low-key event because it's highly invitational uh, because of the numbers of people that can actually sail. But the club up there at Lake Naomi Yacht Club, uh, they were one of the first 10 in the first 10 group of laser fleets. So yeah. they were early on. And they sailed outside. Then the, the Lake Naomi Club built a community center with a pool. Uh -huh. Of course, that, that started the whole thing. And the, uh, they asked for a time period that they could sail, and their time period is 7 to 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Okay. And they cleared a call by 11 because that's when the ladies' aerobics come in for the water. Okay. So okay. You're, out, you're out by 11. You got to be out. But they started with six commercial fans, and that was fun, but they wanted to have more fun, so they added another four fans which then put a little strain on the electrical system of the, of the building, but they worked that out. And the course is just a regular windward lure course. Um, they set it up so they raised six boats at a time, yeah. and you rotate in different methods of, of separating the boats. And in that time period and taking a break, you get about 32 races in. Wow. And it's very similar to like box lacrosse or something like that. This is box sailing. On YouTube, I wrote it down. It was RC laser uh, pool sailing. Yeah. And that's a fun thing to watch. Okay. That's exactly there. It's um, It happened a couple of years ago, probably four years ago is when that was taken. It, it's a hoot. I mean, it is, it is so much fun, you know, because this is just like short racing. You know, we, we used to race longer races with the Comets and Stars, or at least the Comets, and some of the smaller boats. And then we shortened the courses and had more races. Well, that's sure. basically what this is. And it gets very hot and humid. You're wearing shorts and t-shirts. And okay. it's so generally it's like tropical sailing. It's tropical sailing in, in inside. Inside. Right. You need palm trees, that's all. Palm trees. Well, yeah. And we we encourage Hawaiian shirts. Nick, that's quite a story. You give me an invitation next year, right? We hope. We hope we'll be back to sailing normalcy, right? And we can't wait to do the Southern Circuit for RC lasers. Bring on Sarasota and Tampa and Naples in the month of February. We're all there. I mean, as if racing mini lasers in a pool in rural Pennsylvania isn't exotic enough for you? It's certainly warmer than standing on a dock icing over in Raritan Bay. And let's face it, World Indoor Championships, that has a great ring. See the photos in the gallery for episode 20 from Peter Taylor and Ann Meyer. 
with the RC lasers on two chilly days in November and January. It'll whet your appetite. Okay, Raritan. Okay, Lake Naomi. Our next stop is the place where Einstein rode his bicycle to work. The site of the invention of collegiate football and the purported birthplace of intercollegiate sailing. That would be Princeton. That is where the Princeton University sailing team, founded in 1928 by one Arthur Knapp Jr., decided it would be the first mover on college radio sailing back in fall 2020. Thanks to the generosity of a senior alumnus, Bob Johnstone, J-Boat's co-founder, the team acquired a fleet of the ultra-sleek Dragonflight DF-95s for practicing in the void of college sailing created by pandemic. Take a look at the boats in gallery in episode 20. You may remember from episode 3. Model yachting at Princeton was Bob's idea. It came out of his own personal experience in radio sailing, which he took up in his 80s. When he moved to Charleston, South Carolina, he was looking for a model boat to race. He acquired a sailing replica, but couldn't find others to sail against. On YouTube, he saw a sleek-looking boat and called the distributor in Texas. That was the Dragonflight DF-95, built in China by a toy maker. Remember it? It was the boat of Episode 3, sailing in Nantucket Harbor, attracting equal amounts of eelgrass on the keel, and admiring looks. Mr. DF-95 is a Texas model yachting dealer named Chuck Lemieux. Chuck is the only boat dealer that I have ever heard start the conversation with, howdy. When Bob called, Chuck had already sold about 4,000 of these 37-inch carbon-rigged rockets, which best resemble a stubby TP-52. Bob then got his Charleston friends to buy over a dozen DF-95s. And when it came to Princeton's sailing team, the winter of 2021, Bob donated a fleet, including, of course, orange ones. Ten boxes arrived on the campus, and with Bob's instructions for assembly, magically, we had a fleet of sophisticated model yachts. Built over the winter of 2021, in dorm rooms, the fleet splashed clandestinely in the 1890s constructed Lake Carnegie, where Princeton sailing practiced and raced until a 1984 conversion of the lake to a rowing center drove the team elsewhere. A sailing craft hasn't raced on Carnegie since the mid-1980s. But nobody said anything about using the lake for model sailing. And so with a dock to stand on, Team members sailed in the mild conditions of winter and spring 2021, before they were discovered. There were no national championships for Ivy League sailors in 2021. Oh, come on, let the kids play. Come fall 2021, when the campus returned to life, there was hope that intercollegiate sailing normalcy would return. It briefly looked like sailing would restart. But Delta and Omicron have been two bad words for college sailing, especially for Ivy League sailing. And the DF-95's fleet slumbered in the dorm rooms where they were born. I had hatched big plans with the students to initiate the first intercollegiate radio sailing series with our rivals Harvard and Yale 
in May of 2021, the big three of college radio sailing, the Tiger Bowl. The Tiger Bowl would be to radio sailing what playing Rutgers in 1869 was to college football. But with cancellation of campus events, graduation at all, that attempt at running an inaugural regatta on the lake went away. Cut to fall 2021. Attempt number three. Why not use one of the swimming pools, Lake Naomi style? We had two choices. The old Dillon Gym, the house that Bill Bradley built, or the Olympic pool as the venue. Find fans, big fans, have our engineering students calculate the wind field. This was long before I ever heard of Nick and the World Indoor Championships. Well, the students came back on campus for the fall of 2021, cautious. We prepared to do pool sailing, social distancing and masks, no problem. Gentle persons, start your fans, Lake Naomi style, and check your controller batteries. I have to admit, this was my fantasy. Then in December, Omicron rakes the campus. Classes, exams, cut off. Everyone home before Christmas. The abandonment flag is hoisted. The team is confident that it will get the fleet back on the lake and sailing by May 2022. Hope springs eternal. Then look for Princeton Sailing Radio Sailing on YouTube in June. Nothing can stop us. Nothing. Now we have a lot of people to recognize for this episode. First, of course, Ann Meyer of Raritan Yacht Club and Nick Morku of Model Yachting for bringing us their versions of extreme model yachting. I intend to attend both of these regattas in the future. I promise to practice in advance. And a shout out to our sponsor, Omer Collier Sailmakers Northeast. Thanks, Connie. We are sure the conversation subscribers hear your message. Come back and participate. Thanks and good luck to the Princeton Sailing Team as they innovate with college radio sailing and launch their new sailing center in Bristol, Pennsylvania on the Delaware River. And thanks, Bob Johnstone, for the fleet. We want to recognize our new co-producer, Jason Miraz. Jason has been a great friend and supporter of the podcast from day one. Welcome, Jason. We value your input. Now to a little business. Hear ye, hear ye. The podcast is launching a commerce feature with our partner, Team One Newport. We have become part of their sailing club supply chain. We'll announce more in March and on the website. Watch for announcements in the Team One email blasts as well. A note on some upcoming articles. See our conventional frostbiting article in the March wind check. We dip back into the 1930s origins of the sport and give you a flavor of today's competitive young frostbiters. Then go on the podcast site and listen to episodes 18 and 19 for more color and great photos and film from Peter Taylor. Spin Sheet has our classic boat page on model yachting, online and in print. And finally, subscribers, give us a review. Five stars, please. And tell a friend or two about conversations with classic boats, the podcast that talks to boats. See the article on us in Flotilla, the modern boating video portal. We thank all you all for the recognition and the reviews. And always remember, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Spring is around the corner. I heard the groundhog say so. Take care of yourself and someone else if you can. Fair sailing, Tom Darling. And we'll roll the old chariot along. We'll roll the old chariot along. We'll roll the old chariot along. And we'll all hang on behind. And a drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. A drop of Nelson's blood wouldn't do us any harm. And we'll all hang on behind.